Hi, I am Chris. I am a physician and an advanced weight loss coach. This is the podcast for you if you grew up in an environment where saying no to food offerings is like rejecting your mom, your parents, your heritage. If not cleaning your plate was frowned upon, but perfect bodies were not only praised, but expected. We're faced between the tug of war between weight loss and keeping the family together. The family wins, right? If you feel you hurt someone's feelings by saying no to their food and drink offerings, you are exhausted of dieting and have resolved to believe you are not destined to lose weight, but deep inside you still have a desire to achieve it, you are in the right place. I will teach you to free yourself from food drama and restrictive dieting so you can have fun and enjoy your journey towards permanent weight loss while still preserving those family ties and celebrating your cultural heritage. Hello, my friends. How are you doing today? Welcome back to the podcast. How have you been? I live in Texas and it's been for me, for me, unbearably cold. <laughs> I've shared this here before, how I do not like cold weather. And by cold, I define it for me now below the 50s. Um, I am. I was born and raised in Puerto Rico. I am used to 80 degrees weather all year long, not needing to have different wardrobes because we don't have changing of season. So I have been living... Now in the mainland for, we moved in the summer of 2008. So it's been 13 years and a half and I still, I'm not used to it. I, to me, cold was, used to be below 65, 60, but now I'm okay until the 50s. But when it gets under 50s, I really don't enjoy it. And it's been down in the 20s and 30s here in Texas. And I've got to say, I, I'm over it. But anyway, um, we'll brace through. My kids, on the other hand, they love it. Like I said in other episodes, Gabby literally was in her swimsuit this weekend, even though it was like in the 30s thunderstorming outside. She just loves to create for her the experience of summer. And she asked like, mom, how long until summer? I'm like, baby, long time. And she just doesn't care. She goes, changes into her swimsuit and puts on her mermaid tail. And it's just um, fascinating to me how she creates the experience of summer in the house for her. Okay, I am taking count of the ratings. I have a goal, like I said last episode, to reach 50 ratings on this podcast by the end of January. I know you're listening. I see the numbers. So far, I have 20 ratings, which I'm super thankful for. So you don't have to write anything. I mean, I would love if you do review it. I have a couple of reviews already there. And thank you, thank you, thank you to each one of you who has taken the time to do that. It really encourages me. And not only that, but it helps other people find this podcast. You know, there's so many people unnecessary suffering because they want to lose weight and they are on these all restrictive diets and shakes and cleanses and pills and all of those craziness that are being promoted, particularly this time of the year. So if you want to help um, the people out there and if this podcast has been helpful for you, it all takes just a rating. And if you share it, even better. 
but the rating, the more ratings it has, the rating is just the stars that you give to it. It helps. Um, it makes it easier for other people to find it when they're searching um, like weight loss help, weight loss podcast and stuff like that. So go ahead and just partner with me. Come alongside with me and let's just keep going on rolling, paying forward um, this snowball of this movement of joyful weight loss. So go ahead, rate the podcast so other people can find it. Partner with me. The goal is 50 by the end of the month. I know we can do that because I know there's many more than that number listening right now. So I know it just takes you to go click and hit those stars. And thank you. Not only I am thankful, but I know, again, the people out there who have not yet found out about this podcast that are going to be able to find out about it because of you are going to be very thankful for you. So today I, you know, the title is Debunking Healthy Versus Unhealthy Foods. And I'm, this is one of the subjects that I'm most passionate about. Like since I remember being a teenager and reading um, about this subject and as you know, I'm a physician. And the other day while I was at the office and having lunch in the break room, this dynamic played out. And the reason I'm starting this episode with this is because it shows how passionate I am about this. I'm sorry, I have a little bit of allergies. I don't know if it's the cold weather, but a little bit of a runny nose. So I was having lunch in the break room. This happened... Right before, I think it was the week right before Christmas week. And there was one person having lunch across me. And then comes another staff member with her own lunch and then sits down. So it's me in front of me. There's someone eating. I was eating. And then this third person comes and sits down. And when she sits down to eat, the person who was already in front of me eating just tells her, Oh, well, look at you being all good and healthy. And almost immediately, another person comes in and as she is serving herself a piece of dessert, says out loud, well, I'm going to be bad and have a slice of this cake. So we have all of this, you know, conversations like, oh, look at you being all good and healthy. And then the other one, well, I'm just going to be bad and serve myself this piece of cake. And in Puerto Rico, there is a saying, si eres mudo, explotas, which literally translates, if you are mute, like a, a person who cannot speak, you'll explode. And that's exactly how I felt. And I could not hold it in anymore. My coach temperament was lost for a second. And I just exclaimed, can you all stop saying you're good or bad because of food? Like, seriously, I just... And I truly kind of lost it. I lost it because I had been in that situation so many times, 40 years of my life. I lost it because due to that mentality, I suffered so unnecessarily. I lost it because I am so tired of seeing you unnecessarily suffering due to this, I'm doing good or bad mentality when it comes to food. I lost it because I'm truly on a mission to free people from this bondage to foods and diet, which ultimately is a bondage to our own minds and our own judgment. 
And it needs to stop. It just needs to stop. So, you know, that day I pondered really how helpful it is saying that food is good or bad. Saying that something is healthy or unhealthy. Does it really help us? Are those labels of food healthy or unhealthy? Does it actually help us? Does it help us be healthier? Does it help us achieve our goals? Does it help us in our well-being? Does it help us live a fulfilling life? What does it even mean that a food is healthy? What does it even mean a food is unhealthy? Like, have you asked you, um, have you asked yourself these questions? Because ultimately, we need to decide what relationship we want with food. No matter if you want to lose weight, if you want to maintain, food is required to live. So we are exposed to it like on a daily basis, more than once a day. So what type of relationship do you want with food? Do you want a type of relationship that every time you're about to eat, you have all these thoughts? Oh, I want to be good. I want to be bad. Do you want to feel shame? Do you want to feel like a child that somebody's looking over your shoulder? Like, what's that conversation that you want to have in your brain as it relates to food? Because if we are so emotionally invested in food and we have so much drama around it, it will be more difficult to have a great relationship with food. It will be hard to lose or maintain your weight. All that is needed to lose or maintain your weight is eat only when you're hungry and stop at enough. And when we have so much drama around food, when we are thinking, oh, that's bad, or I shouldn't, or I want to, but I can, all of that, all of those thoughts, and I cannot be the only one. Please tell me if I'm just the only one who's felt that way. When we have all of that conversation in our brain, it just makes it harder for us to really notice our body's natural hunger signals. And it is almost impossible to eat only if you're hungry and stop at enough because we have all of that drama in our brain. So, sorry, told you, told you I get very passionate about this. So I went ahead and looked for definitions. I looked for definitions of what's healthy food. So in dictionary.com, it says, any natural food popularly, popularly believed to promote or sustain good health as by containing vital nutrients, being grown without the use of pesticides or having a low sodium or fat content. Another definition that I found said, healthy eating means eating a variety of foods that give you the nutrients you need to maintain your health, feel good and have energy. The WHO, the WHO, defines a healthy diet, one that helps to protect against malnutrition as well as non-communicable diseases like diabetes, heart disease, stroke, and cancer. And then I found the definition of what um, is required by the FDA to label a food as healthy food. And oh my God, if you read this, it's so much information that it's just confusing. It's very confusing and again, I wonder how these labels actually translates into people taking action that nurtures their body. 
And then um, when I was looking for the definition of healthy food, the definition of comfort food came along. And that just really, just, just really enraged me. I'm sorry. Look at what it says. Comfort food. It said, the key is eating them, eating only, eating comfort food only once in a while and balancing them with healthier foods and more physical activity. So look at how, if you, if you stop to think about this, comfort food, think about comfort. You're sick, you're not feeling well, you need something comforting for your body. The message out there is, first of all, that you shouldn't comfort yourself. That you should only eat it once in a while. And then if you're, if you're going to comfort yourself, that you're going to need to punish yourself with more physical activity. So that's the message. So I'm telling you this because what if, what if comfort food doesn't need to be food that you only eat once in a while? What if you can make your daily food comfortable for you? You get to define what comfort food it is for you. For me, comfort food, oh my God, I love like when the weather is like this. Comfort food is an amazing caldo, a soup with chicken and vegetables and just warm and just hugs me from the inside. That's comfort food for me. Does that mean that I have to eat it only once in a while? Does that mean that I have to run an extra mile because I'm eating a caldo, a soup? Like just, I just want you to notice this message. The message is eating healthy is difficult. Eating healthy is uncomfortable. When you eat something that comforts you, that's bad. Shouldn't be eating that. Really, like it's all messed up. No wonder, no wonder we have so much aversion towards eating things that sits well in our body. Because when it starts feeling well and you're losing weight and it's easy and you feel comfortable, there's already a, a signal in your brain that says, wait, something's wrong because we should be feeling horrible. And that's a lot of comments that I get from my clients when they start losing weight, eating the things that they like, eating their traditional foods that are special in their family. They're like, wait, like I have a couple that just lost weight during the holidays and they didn't feel like they, they were having a hard time. They didn't feel restriction. They didn't feel like it was hard. They're like, they're confused. They're like, wait, I, I just lost weight during the holidays. And I didn't even feel restricted. What's up with that? I'm like, yes. Okay. I little deviation there. But again, I'm very passionate about this. Because it's really a circus out there. An unhelpful one. So my question again arises. How helpful it is to label these foods. Particularly when it comes to the person actually benefiting of better health by such labels. And by health, I mean physical, mental, emotional health. How does it help them? How does it help us? I have not conducted a formal research and I would actually love to do one. And I did search in PubMed, which is a database of studies. But in my personal experience, 
and in the experience of the people I have been surrounded with, it seems that labeling foods leads to demonizing certain foods and adding a moral value to eating food. You are doing either good or bad, depending on which foods you eat. And that only leads to shame, which further leads to more eating to feel better because you feel shame. It is a vicious, spiraling way to live. I know, I have been there. I have been there. So we need to stop demonizing food. We need to decrease the drama around food. Because again, when we demonize food, we instinctively want more of it because we desire what's forbidden. Have you seen a child? They can be in a room minding their own business. And as soon as you tell them, hey, don't touch that, that's the only thing they want to touch. We're the same way. So we feel shame when we eat those foods. We feel undeserving. And then we think um, oh, we should do this or shouldn't do that, that we can't. Oh, life is so unfair. So what if food was just food? Energy molecules. Certain energy molecules make your body respond in a certain way and certain molecules don't. So the key is to pay attention to how your body reacts to food. But when we have labels such as healthy and unhealthy, good or bad, guess what happens? We are not present with the food we eat and we're not present with our own bodies. We are so caught up with the I should or I should and I want this and I can't and I have to eat this other thing. How unfair that we are blinded by this drama. So when we allow ourselves to make our food plants each day from a clean space without any labels, you can drop the shame and be present with curiosity when you sit down to eat. Then you'll notice. What if I told you, what if just God comes right down here and tells you all food are created equal. You can eat, you have granted universal divine permission to eat whatever you want. Like imagine, I just want you to imagine that scenario. Like really, it's hard because we have been indoctrinated to have this, you know, labeling. But imagine that you can actually believe then you can eat anything. How does that feel? How does that feel? I'm telling you, a lot of the desire for certain foods is going to drop. Because if you can eat it anytime, then what's the rush? If you can eat it anytime, then why overeat it on certain days? If you can really believe that you can have it at any time, right? You wouldn't be so desperate to have it. You wouldn't be thinking so much about it. So again, you'll notice when you drop that drama and you can plant your food from that clean space, you can decide from a loving and respectful place for yourself which foods make you feel amazing and energized and which give you mental clarity. You'll be able to tell which foods make you feel bloated and give you heartburn and make your brain foggy and make you more sleepy. Then you can switch from the I should, I shouldn't to I can eat anything, but I'm choosing to or I'm choosing not to eat this because I want to feel good. You're going to switch from, oh, I can't to I don't really want to right now, but I can plan that food for a day where I don't need to be this alert. 
from I have to eat this to I choose to eat this. And then you can stop focusing so much on food and start focusing on your life. On your life. Start living your life. Another issue with labeling food is that you can get into the pattern of, I've been so good today, so then I will treat myself with this other food. People, we're not dogs. We don't treat ourselves with food. Food is not treats that we get when we are good, quote unquote. Also, when we focus on the labels, we don't focus on our hunger and satiety signals. We then allow ourselves to overeat broccoli, overeat kale, overeat nuts, or overeat something else. Again, we are not in tune with our own bodies. Our body are talking to us all day long. Then we make permission to eat when not hungry or overeat just because it's a healthy food. When we focus on the food, we're not focusing on our life, like I said before. We are more worried about, you know, is this good? Is this bad? Then we have the shame and all of that drama that I said before. So when we drop all that drama around food, then we can live our fullest life. We pay more attention to our lives. We get, we see the options in our life instead of focusing on food options. And I just want to close with this example. Uh, if you listen to the latest podcast, you know that I went recently on the Disney cruise during our holiday vacation. And this one day we went to Castaway Cay, which is Disney's private island. And on this day, I forgot to bring any snacks with me. You know, I just didn't. I usually have all my snacks with me. But when we when we got off the boat, I just didn't. We were going to have lunch on the island. And I thought, you know, no problem. We'll have lunch and then we'll go back on the boat. But we stayed longer than I thought we were going to be. and. I didn't know that once, you know, lunch was only going to be served between a certain time period. And after that, the food place was closed. All they had was their ice cream bar. And, you know, I had lunch like around noon. And then a couple of hours later, we were still there and I got legit hungry, like hungry, hungry. I drank water and waited and I was still hungry. After like 20 minutes of drinking my water, then I drank some more water. I'm like, hey, I'm hungry. And then I knew that dinner in the boat was not going to be served like until probably three more hours. And I was like, man, three hours. I'm really hungry. The only options, my friends, was the ice cream bar. And again, if you have listened to me before that, I love ice cream. Ice cream is one of those foods that I had to practice to not overeat, to not be afraid of it because I really like it. And it's easy to overeat ice cream because it's one of those foods that takes longer to send a signal to your brain that you've had enough. So I'm like, okay, the only option right now is ice cream and a little piece of pound cake that was left over from my kid's lunch. And I could see my brain go, oh, but ice cream is so unhealthy. Are you really going to eat ice cream? And you know what? I just closed my eyes. And I'm like, what if there were no labels for this food and this was just energy molecules? What would love and respect for my body do right now? I would eat the freaking ice cream. 
because I was legit hungry and I was not going to be able to have food in three more hours. So was I going to punish myself to like be hungry for three more hours? And I already had drinking a lot of water, so I knew it was not dehydration. So I went, you know what? I looked at my kids and my kids, you know, kids are fascinating because they don't have yet this drama around food. They're there having fun, focused on their life, on the sand and on the water, having fun. If they get hungry, they eat ice cream. When they've had enough, they stop eating the ice cream. They don't overeat it. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to serve myself some ice cream. And I had half a cup of ice cream. I ate it very slowly. And then I drank another cup of water. And I'm like, I'm still hungry. So I went and got um, two bites of the pound cake, the, the piece of pound cake that was left from one of my kids' lunch. Then I drank some more water. And then tuning into my body, forgetting the labels, I was, okay, I've had enough. I noticed that the hunger went away. I'll be honest. My brain whispered to me, well, you've already had some ice cream. Why don't we have more, you know? And then I'm like, you know what? No, because I ate it when I was hungry and I've had enough. And if I was, I would focus on the label. Well, you know, this is ice cream. We don't have this because this is a bad food. This is unhealthy. So now is the time to have more, right? If that would be my mentality, I would have eaten probably twice as much ice cream. But because I told myself, no, this is just food. This is not bad nor good for me. This is just food in the moment that I need because I'm really hungry and I'm not going to be able to eat my dinner in three more hours. And I just use it as energy molecules. And it's okay. I was able to drop that drama, had what I needed. And you know what? When I came home back from the cruise, I didn't gain any weight. And this is just a small example of the mentality that I practiced all through my vacation. So this is just to show, at least in my case, how labeling foods in the past did not serve me at all. And it kept me spiraling in that diet mentality, healthy, unhealthy, shame. I've been good. Let me treat myself. Oh, I've been bad. It just doesn't serve you. I, it, it didn't serve me. But when I dropped the drama, dropped that conversation, it actually, I can then make, I can then make better decisions for my body because I'm listening more to my body and not to that drama in my brain around food. I hope this was helpful. I'm sorry if I sounded it. Well, I'm really not sorry if I sounded rough. Again, I see so much unnecessary suffering around this. And I see people just stuck in this cycle because of this. That again, I'm very passionate about it. I'm on a mission to teach you how to maintain or lose weight without unnecessary suffering, without this drama, without diets and achieving freedom from diets and from food. I love you. And if you need any more help with this, again, this is my zone. This is my zone of genius. This is what I love to help people with. Send me an email. Send me a comment on the webpage, chrisberlingerimd.com forward slash podcast. And I would be so happy to help you out.
I'll see you later. Until next week, I love you. And remember to rate the podcast. Big hugs for you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. If you found this to be helpful, please rank it and leave a review because by doing so, you make it easier for others to find it. Also, if you would like to find out how to work with me and be part of our multilingual and multicultural community, make sure you visit my website, chrisberlingerymd.com. There is a free planning guide waiting for you there as well.